Welcome everybody to another episode of ARWP, the all real wrestling podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today we are back with a new video, probably one of our funniest, most hilarious videos we have ever put up. It is with Blanco Loco and the good girl Ellie. I hope you guys enjoy it. I know you will. National superstars, Blanco Loco and Ellie. Yay! <laughs> How are you guys? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Just How's... enjoying a uh, rainy day here in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, it's raining? Uh, yeah. Uh, happy Memorial Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Memorial Day. Okay. <laughs> I didn't forget, but I... Yeah. How's quarantining? What are you guys doing during quarantines? Um, Watching movies. Yeah, watching movies. Sleeping. We didn't do a whole lot of that. Um, <laughs> I've been beating a lot of my video games lately. I've been playing Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Uh, she, yeah, she does Animal Crossing. I just beat Final Fantasy VII Remake and your Dragon Ball Z my Dragon Ball Z game. <laughs> All right. So. I love your videos. I love like, the small little videos you guys do on social media. Like the one of you cooking the stuffed animals, the fish. I was <laughs> that, that. I remember watching. I was laughing so hard. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that you guys still do content, like really funny com- comedy. I love that. All right, let's let's start with the first question. You both can answer it. Just pick who goes first. I don't want an argument over this. What is the first time you've ever been in a ring? Like, when was the first time you were in a ring, and what made you want to pursue wrestling? Good. No, I have to think. Mine's way more dated. Well, so my, my okay, so I'll go with mine. The first time I ever stepped foot in a ring, I think I was, I believe, five or six years old. And uh, oh, WWF, yeah, WWF came to the on center uh, Onondaga County War, War Memorial. Um, it was just a basic house show and everything like that. My uncle was doing security for the time, so that was the first time I stepped in the ring as a as a child. Uh, Two thousand six was the first time I stepped in the ring to start my training, and that was with Squared Circle Wrestling up in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker, uh, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. See, New Yorkers. <laughs> Well, yeah, I ended up in Florida, so... <laughs> we're, not, we're not assholes, we're just very blunt. That's all it is, we're just blunt. Um, he might be blunt. You on the other I'm hand. upstate New York, so, I mean... Oh, this is, this is comedy, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it just travels, it's just, it's, it's a commonality. Uh, when did I... Okay, so, I didn't have any, like, cool people who worked for any, like, wrestling companies growing up or anything, so mine was... When I first started training, um, I probably actually stepped foot in it to help tear it down before actually like stepping in it to like wrestle. I guess if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. So that would have to be my my, and this was only like two and a half years ago. Like <laughs> this is pretty recent. So that's basically it. And that was down in um, Fort Myers. What so. made you want to wrestle? What gave you the inspiration? Uh, I mean, for me, it was being around, I mean, the larger than life superstars, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was really cool because, like I said, I mean, my uncle did security for WWE, WCW, whenever they came to town, everything like that, because he was part of a private security firm and everything. So it was just like getting to hang out every once in a while and just like, again, like this place is just, just packed to the brim with, you know, you know, fans and just someone comes out and they just erupt. And it's like, I always wanted that. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it was more like seeing, like me being a little kid and thinking back to like, what kind of feeling did I get from that? It wasn't just the, I want the attention. It was the, me looking back and being like, okay, as a little kid, I looked up to these guys. I, I, you know, I idolize these guys and not just because of their stature, not just because of their, you know what I'm saying? Their flamboyance or Mm -hmm. their character or anything like that, but more of the fact what they stood for, you know what I'm saying? These were superheroes and they were villains, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it had that classic vibe of good versus evil, and you always want to be the good guy. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's fun to be the bad guy. So it was kind of like you're an inspiration. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to be that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of how I was too, because like, like everyone's like, "Oh, what are your goals in wrestling?" Blah blah blah. And like, yes, being signed to a top company is one of them. But like for me, mine's also like to help people like forget like there's a lot going on like right now and like if people watch wrestling they'll kind of like forget and be like taken to like a different mindset i guess you can say so like they'll they'll, like i just want people to like enjoy what i'm doing and like because that's what that's how when i watch wrestling i'm always like 
oh, this is entertaining. And like, I'll forget about my problems. So like, if people get to watch me or him too, like, or any wrestlers, I guess, like, I just want them to like, enjoy it and be happy and stuff. And, you know, like, (laughs) tap on all your stuff too. (laughs) All right. I love that. That's why I created the podcast. No, because during the pandemic, wrestling isn't really out there that much. So I made this where I can communicate with wrestlers and the fans can hear what's happening in the stories. So let's talk about the smallest crowd you've ever worked and the largest crowd. Oh, I have a little <laughs> hot dog. I have a little dust hound upstairs. Yeah. Um, so the smallest crowd you've ever worked and the largest crowd you've ever worked. We had a tag match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to say it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And I think like six people. They were, and they were all like family members of the other wrestlers. Yeah. I want to say they were like two <laughs> actual like fans and um it was just it wasn't nothing but to be fair it was a good company <clears throat> yeah it wasn't it was just company. advertisement wise no it wasn't the advertising it was just sunday shows are really hard to do i believe yeah. you know what i'm saying and the company had just started up so i always think you know as a business mindset i always think as a company starting up you got to run on a Friday or Saturday to at least start to bring up some kind of notoriety to your company. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just started up and they picked a Sunday. It was at like 2 o'clock. Yeah, it was, it was like a, a weird time. It was, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like, you know. And, you know, it was a beautiful day out too, so that didn't really help. Yeah. Nobody wants to be stuck inside a building. Um, but again, it wasn't, like, the show itself wasn't bad. It had a lot of really great talent. I, mean, I liked the match. You know like, I had fun in it. Um, it was crazy largest crowd uh, that we've wrestled in front of because yeah. like i did the no way jose live for main event with so did I. does that so count did I. So did I. <laughs> um my largest crowd would probably be heroes and legends in indiana that was a good crowd when they were there a lot oh I don't. I don't know numbers very well. I'm just like a lot or not a lot. How much is it? How many people? How many seats in NXT venue? I've worked there twice. That's definitely not a lot. No, no, because AML's had big crowds too. AML had a big crowd last uh, for the fifth anniversary. Yeah. Oof. It's it's hard. It's when they're like. Kaiju big battle too. Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I have to say, yeah, New Orleans. Uh, WrestleMania week, New Orleans, Kaiju Big Battle. I didn't exist back then. Or WrestleMania week in Dallas, Kaiju Big Battle. I also did not have, um, exist back then. <laughs> yeah, it had to be one of those two because the place was crazy packed, crazy packed. I mean, like, and these venues, like, the wrestling, like, it's for WWE. I don't know if you ever watch any of the product, like, FIP. I've really big venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my first ever Kaiju match was... Me as Silver Potato versus Drew Gulak as Dr. Q um, featuring um, Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And this place was like wall to wall. And it had to be, and it was like a bar too. So it was like a huge bar. Everything was moved and everything like that. So he's going to punch me in the face before this is over. Probably. Probably, <laughs> uh, probably one of the kaiju shows. Honestly, yeah. I didn't exist during any of that. Well, yours would be the kaiju for Mania Week New York. Probably. Think so? I feel like Heroes and Legends. And it's a 50 50 split. Yeah, yeah, I see. Heroes and Legends, well, yeah, Heroes and Legends was kind of. I don't know. Because Heroes and Legends, like, have all the seats around, and then I had the bleachers. Oh, wait a minute. Wildcat. Shoot. New Orleans. There's So here's the thing, like, if these call, pretty much, like, a lot of the companies we work with, they draw really, really well. Which Wildcat? Because um, I've only gone that one time. Probably, the I mean, the first that, time. Yeah, that one was packed. With um, Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wildcat, uh, Viral Pros had some really, really good crowds. Ooh. Upwards of 600 PCW's people. PCW's had good crowds. PCW's had between four, four and six. Uh, it could be Southern Honor in Georgia. All right. Yeah. Uh, Southern Honor Wrestling, yeah. They, they've, wow. Yeah, it's it's tough. What? <laughs> That's great. That means you guys are really successful no. in the wrestling game. I was going to say LA Lucha. LA Lucha was okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't. Oh, right. there's been a, there's been a handful. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, we just went on. <laughs> All right, 
But you guys were talking about it. I'm curious. You guys had uh, WWE experiences. I heard you were part of the con line, and so were you. Tell me more about yeah. that. Tell me how the backstage was. Tell me about your first WWE experience. Not as a catering. Fan. Are you about the catering? <laughs> catering. Yeah, catering is absolutely amazing. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I went, we went there like because we're wrestlers, but I'm gonna try to find a way to like sneak in just so I can eat the catering. All right. I don't even. I don't even like. That's all I need. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've had them more than I've only. I've done. I've done. I've done. Uh, I've done Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, back when they were filming out of the Universal Studios. Uh, I've done Raw SmackDown. Four times. No, more five, than that. Five times? No, no, because well, I count them. I, I count them like back That's to back. So no, it's had to be like six. Five Raws, five SmackDowns. Yeah, probably six. Six, six, six and six, yeah. Um. NXT, we've been there a lot. Oh, jeez. I, I mean, there was a time where we went, like, two months straight. Yeah. And, I mean, it's always a great experience. And it's not even just it's not even just about the fact of being like, it's oh, the atmosphere. NXT. Yeah, and it's about learning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, William Regal sits down and gives us advice. And, you know, saying, you get to, you know, kind of, you know, soak up a little bit of information from people. You know what I'm saying? Not, not really directly, but, like, you're you watching these listen. guys. Yeah, yeah, you just listen and you learn. Um, never, never a bad experience, honestly. Yeah. All right. And everyone's just so like down to like you like you hear all these stories of like oh this guy was mean to a fan at an airport at two a.m. Like that's one situation. You know what I mean? Or they've probably been traveling all day and they're tired and they're exhausted. But like at like NXT at Raw and SmackDown, like everyone is so nice. They'll make sure like they come up and be like, hey, how are you? Type thing. Like even like we're we're like nobodies compared to like. The WWE guys, but they'll still like try and talk. Don't look at me that way. I saw you, <laughs> but like it is, they're just they'll still they're still people at the end of the day. Is basically the short version of what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, I mean, it's good that you've had the experiences. You're definitely very talented. Um, have you ever had like a conversation about contracts, about anything like that, or what was the? Because you were there a couple times. You know, NXT, you know, Raw, SmackDown, they obviously know you if they keep on bringing you back. I've had a lot of, you know, independent wrestlers say that, you know, when they're by my area, they always call me up because they had a good experience with me. Has there ever been anything, you know, to the point where, like, in the future, like, hey, if you're if you're interested, uh, we'll give you a contract sometime soon. Has there ever been anything like that? No, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's kind of well known that, you know what I'm saying, everybody has to go through the process of uh, the tryout before mm-hmm. anything is really offered, I guess. Um, so that's that's kind of our, ne- our next step in that regard, which, you know, obviously that's been kind of put on hold because this whole thing uh, with quarantine and everything like that. But, um, I mean, we're, we're still slightly... I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years. She's been doing this for two years. You know what I'm saying? And as, as much as that seems like it's, uh, you know, a long time for me and a short time for her... It's like we've had a lot of experiences, but at the same time, like I'm I'm getting in the flow of the Blanco Logo character. You know what I'm saying? I was in a tag team for so long with my other partner, and I kind of let my character get diluted by, you know, kind of like pantering to him. Mm-hmm. So I stopped really you, working on myself. You dulled yourself. Yeah. So he didn't look so dull. Right. So, you know, I've been just kind of focusing on that, you know. Um, for us, in regards to contracts, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, obviously. That's everybody's goal. Um, but it's not, it's not what we're focused on, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you focus on it, then you, you forget what you're supposed Why to be. Started. Well, yeah. what I mean is that well, you're not, you're not focusing on what you're supposed to be doing right now. If you're so focused on, you know, this thing over here, you're forgetting what's, what's right here. Because if you think about the future, you're not living in the now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you gotta focus on what you need to do to get that contract and the contract will come. All right, I like that. All right. So, you know, like you said, you know, you were part of a tag team. You had to do yourself. That's a big deal when it comes to, you know, for your future. What do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a singles competitor or a tag team partner? I am a yes person. <laughs> Whatever they need me to be, pretty much. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've got a lot... This is really awkward because I'm sitting right next to him. That's not even just that. Because <laughs> the thing about it is there's That's not a lot of intergender tag teams. So, you know what I'm saying? With cer- it's something special. With certain companies starting to use that more, you know what I'm saying, in, in their shows and everything like that, it's definitely a possibility to be used like that. Um, 
But as a singles competitor, I mean, I, I'm a strong singles competitor. I'm a strong tag team competitor. I mean, what I see, I, I see me being put as a singles competitor. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't see it. You know what I mean? But what I see is not always, you know what I'm saying, what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, companies have creative, you know, producers and everything like that and content producers for a reason. So they can bring me in and be like, hey, by the way, you're not wearing a mask. Uh, we want you to wear this red tutu. Uh, and we want you to go out there and just roll around the ring for 20 minutes. How do you feel about that? I'd pay to see that. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you just got to gotta go with the flow because they, you know, realistically, as much as we want to, as, as entertainers, want to say that we know what's best for us in regards to our characters, you know, there's guys that have been doing this for 30, 40 years that obviously know better than us. Um, so it's just pretty much seeing where, where it heads to, you know. All right. So my next question is again, like I said, you participated in a lot of tag matches, and you guys tag team a lot together. I've seen a lot of your matches when you guys tag team against other, you know, duos. Tell me how that is tag teaming with, you know, your your partner. You know, the chemistry level, the making sure they're okay. You know, there's so much in tag team wrestling that is very different than singles wrestling. Um. Well, definitely. Like, I get used as the offense, which I feel like is a little bit different for, like, your normal tag team. I use it as a batter. Right? Yeah, I get thrown around by him more than, like, other people. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we have something special. That's, like, I don't want to be, like, we're better than everybody else because it's not what I'm saying. But, I don't know. We just get a I actually hate him, let's be honest. Like, but it just works out in the ring for some reason. <laughs> you have a technique. <laughs> you have a good technique. Yeah, there's there's a... I don't know. I don't know how to like put my thought into words. I don't know. I just, I'm actually not good at interviews, apparently. <laughs> no, it's just... It's, it's Our style is different from other people's, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, where a lot of people will use, you know what I'm saying, will correlate with like a double hip toss, double elbow drop, you know what I'm saying? Instead of doing something like that, I'll pick her my shoulder, I'll throw her, and she'll head scissors the guy and spear the... You know, the other guy will spear his partner or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying, I'll toss her into him and she'll give him a flip DDT or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more of a using her as a weapon as opposed to both of us being the weapon, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? She's the weapon of the of the group, real, realistically. Um, it was tough at first because, like, it was it, it happened was so him. abruptly. Yeah. Um, I had been tagging my partner for almost probably two years at that point, and then he just decided he wanted to just quit wrestling and do something completely different in his life. So, um, and we had, you know, we book out shows months and months and months in advance. So we had all these shows where we were, were either a tag team champion or we had tag team matchups and everything like that. And she just kind of got thrown in the mix. And she doesn't, she, at that point, she hadn't had a lot of tag team experience. So it was kind of a learning curve, but at the same time, it prepared us more for, you know, when things happen like that, because even in the bigger companies, you know, saying you never know what can happen. You know, I mean, look at this past Sunday, you know, unfortunately, you know, Ray Phoenix was pulled from the event because uh, of a of a weird, you know, of a, 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 a weird a, dive. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you know this business, and you know, the easier that you can adapt to something and make it work, the better off you are. All right. So, like I said, you guys tag team against uh, other couples, but also let's talk about you guys wrestling each other. I've seen a few photos and matches where you guys fought each other. Now. This is an interesting question because how do you go into a match knowing that you care about this person yet it's so dangerous any day you get in that ring, you know, anything can happen and, you know, there's so much. How does that feel when you're going up against each other? I think he hit me harder than he was hitting the guys. I'm not even going to lie, but I hit him harder than I hit some of the other guys too. So it kind of worked out. It's it's a good way to get out frustration because, again, here's the thing is like, a lot of tag teams, whether they want to admit it or not, you know what I'm saying? They hate They're, each other a little bit. They, they do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have frustration with each other. And it's it's very, it's a very common thing, especially when you live with somebody, travel with somebody 24-7, you know what I'm saying? You eat with the person, you know what I'm saying? You sleep in the same house or the same hotel. You're on the road with them, you know what I'm saying, in a car for 8 to 10 hours. You're on a plane with them for 6 to 8 hours. Or, you know, even England was what? I think 12 hours? You know what I'm saying? We went to England and then you travel, you know. It's a, it's consistency in Everybody has little pet peeves about each other, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I and I think it's always good, you know, as much as a lot of you are like, oh, I don't want to work my tag team partner because that makes it seem like we have to send you. No, it's just, 
it's a good sparring match to go out there and get your frustrations out of each other. The cheapest therapy ever. It really is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you can go out there and you can, you know, have a great match. Like, and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but to toot, you know what I'm saying? That match that we had, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was the first time ever I was working. It tested her ability in regards to keeping up with somebody like me. And it tested my ability in regards to working with somebody that's a little bit greener than me. But at the same time, you can say a lot making sure, no, you know, making sure that, you know what I'm saying? She's putting herself in the right situations and doing things that she's supposed to be doing them. So, and I mean, a lot of people love that match. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, so, did you train her? Is this like what that relationship was to? Was this like a training kind of thing? Um, so, she started training down at the crypt in Fort Myers. Um, unfortunately, I try to talk bad about people, but they just they don't have a proper training regimen. Mm. Um, so, when she moved from Fort Myers to Tampa, I immediately told her, hey, listen, this is I go and train with Seidel um, every Monday and Wednesday that I can. I don't have a show on Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? Then I go and train with Sidell. Um, and that was at the WWN um, training, center. training Center. South. Yeah, South. There so were two names. When she went up here, she immediately started training with Matt Seidel. Um, I started learning ropes, and it was about, what, about eight months? Six, six to eight months? After what? You have to finish the Then we started training with Seidel. Six to eight? Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, we also started going over to Off the Wild Samoans, WXW, and training over there as well. So we kind of like flip back and forth, you know, saying between learning Off a style, learning Matt's, you know, style and everything like that. Um, and then Matt branched off and started doing his own school. And then we had kind of, you know, we we bought a house and everything like that. So then we were moving and everything. It just got a little bit too far for us, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, you know, it just, everything just kind of, you know, WXW unfortunately had to close their doors. Uh, for a while so it's just like another pandemic happened and it's just like everything just kind of started to pile up pile up pile up pile up uh, but we had uh, a couple weeks ago uh, oh excuse me I had a ripple uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had an opportunity to work with a company called Punk Pro Wrestling That's um, great company um, I ended up by fully gimmicked um and it's just great, great roster. And they did a empty arena show, um, which is now being uh, sent out there. If you're able to check it out, check out Punk Pro Wrestling. They had their first episode up. They just dropped it last Thursday. They're dropping one episode every Thursday. It's got great names on there. You have Hunter Law. Um, she was on there. Uh, Thrill Seeker Justin Black. Uh, Wheezy T. I think. Uh, John Davis. John Davis was on there. Zach Cooper's on there. Aaron it's Epic. A, Aaron Epic. I mean, just. Just an endless smorgasbord of just great talent that maybe some of these people don't know about. Um, but we got to get in the ring. I worked three separate matches. She got to work uh, two or three matches. And it was like after two and a half months, almost three months of not being in the ring, it was like that first bump was like, oh, God, oh, why did I do this? I think I got blown up <laughs> during my entrance. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I walked out. Um. <laughs> I woke up the next day. Oh, my God. Like, the next morning. I thought I was like an 80 year old man trying yeah. to get out of bed. Mm. I think I needed help. I, I just fell. I felt Lord. like I was. I felt like I was wearing a body cast. I felt like I needed one. I really <laughs> did. I mean, but it was great. It was great to know that you know what I'm saying. Even after all that time, that you still go on there, you still kill it and everything like that. You know what I'm saying. And I mean, her her match is being touted very very highly of, of the match that she just was just posted and everything like that. So it's like you're still going out there. You're still doing your you know your your stuff and everything like that. And you're still getting a chance to be in the ring and get that ring rest off. So. All right. Tell me how you guys met in this crazy world of wrestling. Was it at a show? Was it at... I want to know a crazy story. I feel, I feel like knowing you two, it's something funny. So, the wonderful human being that Blanco Loco is, um, I met him about two years ago, right around this time, probably, um, down with Fort Myers at a show, and he had just walked in, and the, you know when you just, like, beat someone and you just want to punch him in the face for some reason? I didn't even meet him before I wanted to punch him. There was just something about him that I was like, I 
despise this man. Like when he walked in the building and I was like, I'm never going to talk to this man. I am never going to be around him. I was like, I hate this man. I've never, I didn't even know his name. Like, I didn't know anything about him. I have to laugh. <laughs> so a couple months go by and I had moved. It actually was November of, sorry, I'm going to do the math for this. November of 2017 is roughly kind of one of them. Cause it was like right around there. Cause we did that bike fest thing. Yeah. For a Harley Davidson. Remember that? Bike fest, yeah. Oh. yeah. And, um, I kind of sort of like talked to him a little bit, but I was like, he's, I no, Like, <laughs> no, he's not going to be a friend. I'm not going to know him at all. And then a couple months go by, I moved up here and we were at a show called ACW and we had matching gear. And for some reason, I thought it would be funny to make a joke about how I'm now in the International Superstars and I should basically like be his manager now because we have matching gear. And he just like walked off. And I was like, this is this is why I don't talk to people. Like, I can't do this. So then two, three weeks go by. He comes up and he was like, hey, we have a show in Alabama. Do you want to ride up? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like. I want to go to more shows and travel. What is your problem? <laughs> go, go on. I don't like this man. <laughs> so I start riding with him, go to shows, and then it's like an every weekend thing. And now he's stuck. All right. Is that okay? What do you have to for add any, in? For anyone watching, please send help. Nope. I'm gonna, you, you guys are going to kill me here. This will be my final interview. Nope. Listen, if anyone <laughs> needs help said it's me all right so i'm a big big fan of gear and your gear is amazing i love the red and blue the green and yellow i literally fell in love with the gear immediately when i saw pictures i just want to know how that came to be i know you got this whole spider-man kind of idea it may not be even spider-man it just may be the kind of look and i see you have like the captain marvel kind of thing so i'm guessing you guys are superhero fans Right? A little bit. Fellow. A little bit. A little bit. I, I always get I always get the you are a Deadpool. That's all that's what I get constantly. I'm seeing it now. By by interviewing you, by actually hearing you, I'm seeing it now. But in a match, I can never you had a Pikachu on your back. How can I you know that could be a big son of a Deadpool too, you know? I, I could've That's true. <laughs> I'm a huge Pikachu? fan of I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. Pokemon Fellow nerd. Uh, <laughs> comics, video games, like everything, like manga, anime, like I make like and don't even don't even roll your eyes because you've been watching it. I've been making her watch Sailor Moon. That's oh, fine. And we're on oh. season three right now. Wait, what the hell is Mango? Mango. The books. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Um, but I uh, so it, actually it's a really funny story about the gear. So when we started throwing on gear costumes and everything like that, um, I actually came up with the design and I sent it to Elucha. And and that's what we that's what we were going through our gear for the longest time. Great people, always took care of us, everything like that. Um, so they asked me, they were like, "Hey, can we put this design up on our uh, on our website and everything like that?" And I'm like, "No, I I prefer that you didn't because I want our gear to be by itself." Mm-hmm. So what they did is they went ahead, they just slightly changed it, and then threw it up on their site. So then once that happened, I saw like people starting to get gear that was kind of like ours. Which is like I don't, basically I, the same color. I don't I don't know what how much indie wrestling you watch, but it's the black gear and it's got the, the blue uh, uh, the blue little lines on lines on it and everything like that. I don't know what yeah, like everybody has them now. So I'm just like, oh my god, I can't. You know why? Why would you do this? So we actually stopped going through them. Um, and then I had uh, Jonathan McConley, McConley Graphics is the one that's been doing our designs for our gear. So I came, was like, I was watching Tron one day, and I saw, like, their suits and everything. That's like, dude, that would be absolutely awesome if we got something like that incorporated into the already, you know, our, the design we already have. Mm-hmm. So that's where that came from. And then with the colors and everything like that, it's kind of been, like, our red and blue gears like Superman. Our green, gold, and orange is Aquaman. Uh, our purple, green, and everything like that is Joker gear and everything like that. So everything's kind of, like incorporates some way shape or form with you know superheroes and then we just got our new gear um, a couple months ago which we went through high spots for them um and they did fantastic and it's our dragon ball z gear 
Oh, um, awesome. Where we had the shoulder, yeah, we had the shoulder pads and everything like that. Uh, we have a whole like, custom made Is that the purple one, the purple pads. and gray. Is that the purple uh, and gray one? The one where you had the purple and the gray mask, like it was like, is that the one you're talking about? Like silver, yeah, silverish. Yeah. Yes. I remember I commented on that photo. I was like, that's. A, I remember when you first posted that on your social media. I remember I, I loved that. It was like. You so that had was the my. Whole... That's my cooler. My cooler mask. Because anybody forgets about cooler and how bad of a badass my boss he was. Like mm. he was. He was better than Frieza, but not as good <laughs> as Beerus. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she's anybody forgets about him. So I'm like, hey, times. nobody else does this. <laughs> she has no idea. She has no idea. <laughs> um, hold up. Who had the Vegeta gear at WrestleMania and I called it out? Okay, you said Ray Ripley had the Vegeta gear, yes. But my thing is, okay, so you're, do you watch Dragon Ball Z? Of course, of course. Okay, so you know, you know who Trunks is? Of course. So because of the fact that Vegeta and Trunks wear the exact same gear to the exact same time, and Ray Ripley has that short hair, you would think more Trunks. I yeah. saw like it. I saw, I saw a recent photo of it because they did it uh, for WrestleMania. They did like a, a past and the present. And I thought Vegeta immediately, if you want honesty. Huh. I thought oh, Vegeta God. immediately. <laughs> I thought Trunks. I went with the hair. Why? Why? Like, my question is, why would it be Trunks? My question is, why would it be Trunks? I mean, Vegeta is obviously the more badass character, in my opinion. I'm a huge, well, huge Vegeta fan. You know, I feel like he's better off the computer. I feel like, I feel like he's like this close to turning off the computer. Don't. Don't. But Vegeta's never ever beat a boss. He's never beaten anybody. And That's the point, she technically lost at WrestleMania. So she is Vegeta. Yeah, she, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> there you go. She lost. She lost at WrestleMania. She so lost she, to she, the she, queen. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Boom. I'm just saying, Cell bitch slapped the hell out of Vegeta. And that's the time frame that, the, that her gear is from. Alright. Alright, I just know Vegeta. I don't know any facts. Or and Trunk was technically stronger than Vegeta at that time. Well, maybe if she was strong, she would have won. Yeah. No, but I love that gear. I, I, High Spots did an amazing job. You know, I've heard a lot of stories about Elucha and how, you know, they're good first gear, but like soon you'll see other people wearing the same gear of yours because they're not like distributive for solo wrestlers, distributed for everyone. So I have heard many stories about Elucha and how you're wearing the same trunks and it's awkward. So High Spots definitely nailed it with your gear. I huge fan. I can't wait to see more related to that like more like different colored layouts really cool really cool stuff um tell me about like what what the plan is like out of all the companies that you're looking at right now what is one company that that you really are interested in like one company like you said it was for impact you know what's one that like thinks that you may have a good both of you may have a really good chance to break down the barrier Indie companies or top companies? Indie and top. We can do indie and top because I All love right, mine, mine, my top one's AEW. I don't yeah. know about you. Okay. Yeah. AEW and NXT. You know what I'm saying? Like those. I mean, they're they're kind of like they're hand in hand. And I'm I'm not I'm not trying to seem like I'm you know like the guy that's just like oh both because I don't want to heat. You like, don't want to double dip. Yeah. You know, it's just you know what I'm saying again. Like I would never. You know, my thing is like I would, I think I would be perfectly happy at both companies, um, just based off of how I see how they treat their, their talent, you know what I'm saying? How they treat them as people. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one of our best friends, you know, Speedy, um, is a number one photographer, <laughs> skater <A> boy. Skate <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the top photographer for them, and he speaks nothing but great things about them. Um, and yeah, company, we know a bunch of people there, too. I definitely, yeah, we know a huge bunch of people there. Um, <laughs> freelance in Chicago. I've always wanted to go there. I want to go to bar. Bar wrestling. Bar wrestling. Oh, I, I have a shirt. I was gonna wear my shirt, but I was like, nah. I had a bar wrestling shirt. That would've been really funny. Been really um, funny. I was actually booked this year, but then you know, yay, COVID. Um, for Mucha Lucha Atlanta. Um, so that was gonna be a good show, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Oh no. I want to see you guys in House of Glory. That's the one that I want to see you guys. Which one? House of Glory. House of Glory. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Tommy Jr. Company? Yeah. Yes. No, that's yes. House of Hardcore. I'm talking about Amazing Reds. Amazing Reds Company. Tommy oh, Jr. has okay, House okay. of Hardcore. Oh. House of Glory, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the two. I always get the two confused. Yeah. It's the house part. Yeah. <laughs> house of, yes. Um, trying to think. Oh, there's so many. 3-2-1 Battle. Yes, 3-2-1 Battle. Uh, without a cause, uh, Defy. Defy, Defy uh, progress. Oh, yeah, right. progress has always been on our list. Always will be on our list. Uh, Forever. New One Japan. Day. That that's New that's Japan. that's my. Uh, I want to work in Japan so bad. 
Uh, we had a friend of ours recently go over there uh, last year. Uh, the fabulous Fabu Andre. Um, fantastic. Old school character. Think Adrian Street turned up to a thousand. He's amazing. <laughs> He's a great wrestler. He worked uh, um, John Moxley on AEW Dark. Yes. Right. A couple weeks ago. Yes. So he got to go over there. He told me that the experience was just out of this world. He got to work a couple smaller shows. Um, and he just said it was out of this world. They were just so down to earth and so respectful. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so jealous. Because um, I've always wanted to work in Japan. Okay. Tell me a match that you both had. This doesn't be together. It could be separate, but it meant the world to you. Like time stood still during that match due to a moment in your career so far. Ooh, a moment in our career. Ooh. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Um. All right. You know what? I have mine because I. Well, I have two because as a female. I brought, I don't want to like take all the credit because like other people have done it, but I basically brought intergender wrestling to two states and um, it was Georgia and South Carolina. And the first one was in Georgia with the Gymnasty Boys. And um, White Mike and I got into like a chopping war in the middle of their match, basically. I just got involved for some reason because this she didn't want that war. is what I do. Uh, Timmy had to do it, though. It took two gymnasties to beat me up. <laughs> just saying. And after that, um, everyone was like, oh, we want Ellie, blah, blah, blah. Like, we want intergender wrestling and stuff. So then that became, like, a big thing. And recently, right before all this craziness happened, there was a five-on-five match, and I was the only girl in it. And, I like, for me, like, it sounds like like normal for like guys to have a five on five match but like being the girl was like freaking crazy for me and john davis was in that match as well i'm gonna fight john davis <laughs> all right she's gonna die pcw the other one was pcw yes at uh in south carolina and he came out and then he got beat up sorry to say it by yeah. phil and um i came to the rescue all right we still and lost well, they cheated. I'm just saying. Uh, so, if I had to pick a moment, um, uh, quiet you. Um, There's a cat over there. Yeah, my my cat. <laughs> um, first time doing NXT. I like that was just like that was you know. It's like you get you get in the ring and it's just like you're standing there and like all oh, it. It's just surreal. It's like, cause here's my thing. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to work in a WWE ring. I wanted There's to be on WWE. It. it just, it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's always the goal. At some point in your life is to work for WWE. Um, in whatever capacity you can, you know what I'm saying? And it was my first time ever going. So, like, and I had been told, you know, your first time, they might not use you. You know what I'm saying? You might not get a chance. And you're just going to walk across you're the You're going to walk right through the... Okay. Wow. Literally, as you said that. That's pretty <laughs> Yep. Thanks, jerk. Um, but it was just like literally, like came out and stand, standing there, and you're looking around. The lights are hitting you. The crowds, you know, being loud and everything like that. And you're just like, and like you had that. It's like almost like a slow down, slow motion, and you're just like shroom. And you're just looking around. And you're like, you had a freeze frame. Yeah, I'm just like I'm here. Like I'm doing it. I'm doing something that I swore to myself. When I started this, that I would do, um, and it was like I said, it was absolutely surreal. It was just, it was fantastic. All right, it's no. like right. those, and, and you know, and I don't be wrong, I I have a lot of slow motion moments during my matches. Um, me versus Chip Day, that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I don't know. England, England. My entrance, I had, I did a, I had a slow mo freeze frame moment just just like we we, as soon as you walked out there and i just stopped and i was like holy crap i'm about to wrestle in england i don't even know where this was like as a kid not like literally but you know what (laughs) i never actually thought i was gonna get to go to england especially to get to wrestle too so hi owe we're still waiting for that tournament just saying (laughs) 
I'm waiting for my 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 four way match. I'm waiting for my match be, to be announced. It was supposed to be Blanco Loco versus Ophidian versus Sons of Ulta versus Hyper Kid. Wow, I would love to. Oh, you were you gonna use faced, the I Poke Doom. You've never faced Sons of Ulta in a one on one, have you? No, that so, would be a dream match. Oh, I would love the world. Sons of dude, he is. Fucking amazing. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I've never gotten a chance to face Ophidian. That's been like a dream match of mine as well. I'm like, ah. Uh, um, and then the Hypercat, I heard of the, I, I hadn't really, I heard of him, but I didn't really know who he was. But I really didn't care because I was just like, dude, this could be an amazing match. Um, and then unfortunately, the guy that was handling it was screwed it? everything up. Mm. Now we're never going to say that name. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. Oh, I don't remember the name. But he screwed everything up. Um, but we still went over, you know what I'm saying? We had our tickets already, so we still went over. Uh, we did get reimbursed from RWE, which is great. Thank you. Uh, but we still went over. We still made the best of it. Uh, but, yeah, dude, set the folks. Oh, Jesus. You know, it's, it's like one of those dream matches, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that you should wait for, wait for. And, and it's funny because I went to Paris in November. November of last year. Um, and I've been hitting up companies and was like, hey, are you running? Hey, are you running? Hey, can I, you know, is there any way I can make this match happen? Because he's, you know, saying he's right over there. Uh, but unfortunately, there were no shows running the time that I was there. But I went to Disney, so I was happy. <laughs> All right. So, so Unless me, you're watching this, then hi, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell me three opponents that you've never faced before that you want to face. And this is for both of you. Go ahead. Ooh. AJ Lee, I, she's not wrestling anymore, but I'm going to find a way to make yet. her wrestle. We don't know that yet. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to find a way to make her wrestle. Never know. Unless I'm weird, but... Um, Get that itch, you want to come back. Everybody gets it. Hmm. This is a lot of pressure. Tessa Blanchard. All right. Ooh. And I want Shotzi Blockhart in a one-on-one. You got to I had a triple threat in California with her. And Ruby Rays. Yeah. Wow. That was great. And either one of them I would want a one-on-one with. And I want a one-on-one with John Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Uh, so, because I've already faced Ellie, and because I've already faced the other international superstar oh. of the group, uh, we did have a fourth member at one time. His name was Zachary Cooper. Um, so, I need, I need that match. I, I 100% need that match. Just to kind of collect the set. Like them all. Um, We're not Pokemon. John Davis. John Davis for sure. I, I not the piggyback on you, but John Davis for sure. Uh of Volta, obviously. Uh, I want you in it. Serpentico. I've already faced that. Not. Yes, I have. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron F was just fun to face in general. <laughs> he killed um, me with Legos. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Serpentico for sure, dude. I oh. yeah, it would be. Wait, I have I have one that I wanted. To I could see. go. I, I could go all day long. We don't want to face that face yet. I want to see the one on one Billy Brash because I wasn't there for that. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I love well, Listen, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's there's just so much to me and Sam McGuire. Oh, I faced him in a Fatal Four Way a few years back. But like a one on one, oh, I would love that. One on one, Marco. Marco, yes, I would love. Marco. We just both do ladders, though. Yeah. <laughs> my dream match is you two versus B. Priestley and Will Osprey. In my opinion. Who is it? Will Osprey. Will Osprey and, and Priestley. Robbie Eagles. No, B. Priestley. B. Oh, B. Priestley. Okay. Fair enough. Intergender. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, Robbie. Listen, Robbie Eagles is fantastic. I've seen that person live. Yeah, yeah. He is absolutely. I'm just saying they're usually a tag team. Yeah. But B. Priestley versus. Listen. I'd just be like, just. I'd be like, um, I'll just cry in the corner over here. I'll see you. I'll be prepared for his chops. Do you know who James Drake is? James Drake. That man made my chest into literally like hamburger meat, and I still kept on telling him to come on. So I'll spring a chop. I'll take it. Bring it. I want to wrestle JD Drake. I just want to see. How many big guys? If I'm gonna die, yeah, that's literally my goal. She wants to see how much how much how much pain she can take before she dies. (laughs) I want to see if talking shit gets me beat up, and it's starting. It's working. So, 
All right, all right. So our final question, the one that I care about the most, is merchandise. I love merchandise. I know you guys posted a new merchandise that I'm gonna immediately go buy as soon as I can. It is those plushes. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Tell me what's in the future for merchandise. Are we gonna get action figures, minifigures, keychains? So we're working on we're working on little action figures right now, trying to find the best place. Um, so we found the eight-inch plushes. Um, so they're, about, so they're, about, they're about this big, and they're amazing. Um, and they're actually it's being made by a fellow worker, Arrowboy, out of Mexico. Um, Ooh, who Dude, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, we, we, uh, he's also making us some armbands. He's making me some gauntlets and everything like that. He's doing her gear now, too. Um, so, but we're just, we're, we're kind of taking it step by step. Like, for this round, we only ordered 25 of each. Um, and I think we have 10 of each left, something like that. Yeah. Like, 10 of each left already. Um, and we just put the pre-order up and everything like that. Um, but one thing that we do that a lot of other indie workers don't do, don't say that our shit either, guys. Um uh, it was, we always offer a free gift. And I we, will literally kill you. <laughs> we always offer a free gift. And it's not just the basic, oh, you're going to get this and we'll give you an 8 by 10. We offer a number 1 through 4, and whatever number you pick, that correlates with the other with, with the gift. Like, we had a guy that picked his number, and he got a free T-shirt with his plushie. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So, and it's like, you know, we don't we don't rig these things at all. It's literally, we'll throw the numbers in a hat, somebody picks it, yeah. we pick it out, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? We've had people get... I think, what was it? We did a t-shirt thing. Uh, we just sold a bunch of t-shirts. Uh, I think we showed like like 20 t-shirts the other day. Um, and we had somebody that won two t-shirts because he bought two items and was able to get two free items and got two extra shirts with it. Um, and be like, oh, you're going to lose money on that. Well, no, because we get t-shirts at a really discounted rate. And again, we're very fair when it comes to you know that type of thing. Uh, but we have a pro wrestling t-store that has uh, exclusive designs. Up there, it has the Jurassic Pikachu shirt. Uh, it has the Dream Girl Build an Ellie shirt. Uh, modern Life. Blanco's Modern Life. Modern Life shirt. Oh, after Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, <laughs> um, it has her Dream Tron shirt, which is the old Atari logo. Mm-hmm. That looks like Tron and everything like that. Um, and a few other... Uh, oh, it has actually uh, the secondary International Superstars shirt with me, her, and Pikachu on it. And the Marvel font. Where's Pikachu? So, I asked you to bring Pikachu. I don't see Pikachu. Oh, yes. Yeah, so hold on. Pick it up. You had one job. One job. We spoke to Pikachu like five times and nobody said anything. You had one job. I said it actually in the beginning. If, if you rewatch this it. This is my a... little Gizmo. Gizzy, say hi. Say hi. So cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is Gizmo. He's replacing Blanco, and I like this one better because he's in top. Sorry, I have—I literally have like eight thousand. I have like eight Pikachu's. This one I got from a fan. Um, um and it lights up. Excuse you. No, you got me. The, oh no, that one. No. I got from this one I got from Ellie. I'm sorry. But he talks. Oh my god. Oh, it's adorable. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, people give me Pikachu stuff. Like people give me Pokemon cards. They give me. Uh, I got. We just got a uh, Mewtwo and a Pikachu uh, enamel pins. Like, it's so cool. Like, you know. He gets Pokemon stuff and I get candy. And you get Amazon stuff. Okay, I do get Amazon stuff. Amazon knows her by first, middle, last name, and how many packages she's going to be getting that day. <laughs> that, I wish she was lying. <laughs> so you guys give me like I guess, Mom. <laughs> Tell me how the. Uh, the I have four of these pillows as well. Idea came. <laughs> Like the whole Pikachu backpack. Oh my god, it's awesome. He just saw it one day at the store and these? No. I don't know, these your are blue. backpack. Did I see this all day? Yes. Yes, remember when we were in California and we went on the was it a pier? And they were so uh I almost came back to California with like five Pokemon backpacks. I actually I have Squirtle, Charmander, and Pikachu right now, and a mini Bulbasaur on my dashboard. But <laughs> they had Mewtwo, they had Mew, they had Venusaur, they, they had, had Stitch. They had Stitch. Well, that's, that's not Pokemon, Pokemon but still. It could be it. It could be. I don't <laughs> But yes, we almost had to buy, I don't know what they're called, because I've never bought one. Backpacks. No. And the airport. Luggage? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> An actual oh. luggage thing, though. Like, we would have had to buy, like, another suitcase for him. <laughs> All right. Tell people where they can find you on social medias and YouTubes. Because I know you have your YouTube channel. I watched almost all your matches through there, through Banco Loco. 
Uh, Ellie, same thing with you. Just uh, all your accounts and everything. Okay. I'm finally getting good at this, too. Do you want to go first? You're better at it than I. Go ahead. Oh, I'm really not. Okay, so Instagram, I'll just do it for both of us. Instagram is this is Ellie with underscores in between the words. For him, it's the Blanco Loco. For Twitter, it's real Blanco Loco. And mine is this is Ellie with the underscores underneath it. We have a pro wrestling tease page. And for Facebook, it's Blanco Loco, the International Superstars, or the Dream Girl Ellie. Go away. Did I forget anything? Did I forget anything? <laughs> all right. One more question, only because I've just been seeing it all day, and I just want to know: this is this a new mask? Are you gonna start wearing with an open mouth, or is this just for interviews and like videos? This is the interview mask. Um, all right. So yeah, I wear. I have the full. I, I usually wear the full mask. Uh, this is my interview mask. Um, it just makes it easier so that I can get a drink and stuff like that <laughs> when I'm, you know, because it's, it's hard to breathe in the mask. I'm not gonna lie. Is that uh, a brand new mask? Is it brand like, new? It's, it's one thing when I'm moving around the ring and everything like that. It's a whole other thing when I'm just sitting here like, what are you doing? Remember that, that person that said I needed a mask? Yeah. Who said that? That'll make you more international. <laughs> but it's not brand like new. Traveling. It's brand new, right? This is a recently done thing. Yeah. I haven't seen this. No, I've had this one for a while now. Really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've, I've only worn it in, a, in like one or two matches. And then I'm like, nah, I'm not going to wear it anymore. I'm just going to use it as my interview mask. All right. All right. That's pretty much all for, for the interview. Thank you so much for being on. Let me just sign this off. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the fans during this pandemic? <laughs> Be patient. Don't, don't give back. up. Don't give up. You'll see us soon. <laughs> and right. we have a new member of the International Superstars coming soon. Oh, okay. Interesting. We've got some news. <laughs> all right. Thank you everyone for watching. Please like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Wow, I hope everyone enjoyed that video. I did. It's one of my favorite videos. If you have not seen uh, my other videos, go click the bio. Go look at all my other videos. I did videos with so many amazing performers from Impact, AEW, and so many more amazing independent wrestlers. If you are just now discovering me, I am on both platforms of social media, on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find that on the in, info below. And if you have not yet, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I just want to keep giving you guys more interviews. And I have so many more planned from Impact to AW to GCW. There's so much amazing independent promotions. So many amazing talented wrestlers that I had the pleasure to interview. And soon you will get to hear their stories. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for always following me, for always supporting me.